0: Our Disney marathon continues as we set sail to Neverland with Peter Pan, Wendy and the other children, Captain Hook, that small guy, a Crocodile, other people as well, I suppose, on today's episode of That Song from That Movie. And the 12 points from France go to... Somehow the UK. Who would have thought? Thank you for joining that song from that movie, the journey through the very best and worst of movie songs. I am your The Worst Ride at Walt Disney World host, Dietrich, and we're joined by the world's most famous crook, Alex.
1: Even more famous than those guys who robbed the railway that time.
0: Who? (laughs) So famous you know them so
2: well.
1: (laughs) The Great Train Robbery. You know, and there's that film starring Phil Collins. It's called Buster. Is there? Terrible. You've never seen the film Buster starring Phil Collins? No, no, no. It has the some groovy kind of love on it. Oh my god, next episode. I
0: don't think I've seen any film with Phil Collins. Yeah, well, there there ain't many. (laughs) (laughs) And, oh no, call Scotland Yard. It's Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Don't, please. I would like to finish recording this. I just realised that both of your intros are sort of linked there. Mm. Yeah. I've let myself down, I'm sorry. You've let yourself down because
2: you're saying this is the worst ride in Disneyland. That is not true. I mean, I haven't been to disneyland since i was 11 so we're talking 20 years ago but it's still mm-hmm. not true mm-hmm. the jumbo ride was the worst
1: what no get out of here
0: yeah absolute classic for, for those of us out there
1: who have not been to disneyland what is wrong with the peter pan ride what what even is the peter pan ride you fly
0: over the city and it looks beautiful oh it feels like you're in a room you are in a room he doesn't sell the idea
1: oh so you're not legitimately flying over a city it's it's like an animated it's like, it's
0: like a miniature city and
1: you're in like a flying boat
2: D, with all of his disposable income, who goes to this land every six months, um, he has been spoiled by all of these 4D, you know, (laughs) Transformatron, Spooderman things that have...
0: Didn't I just stick up for Dumbo? Which is a spinner ride, it just goes around but but it's not. But
2: it's not in a building, that's the thing. You've been spoiled by these, like, simulator rides that allow you to do too much. You need to use your imagination. Honey,
1: I shrunk the kids, 4D.
2: (laughs) Yeah, only I shrunk the audience.
1: Sorry, that's the one. Spongebob from... uh, The Spongebob one from Flamingoland. Flamingoland. God.
0: All right, we'll move on. Guys, I've got a surprise for you. Go on. It's been a while since we recorded, which allowed me the time to do something. Ready?
1: Go on. Yes, yes, yes.
0: I would like to know in the past fortnight what have you been watching?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, that... I don't know what it deserves, but it deserves something.
2: If that wasn't worth you having a child, I like, don't so, know.
1: I know. <laughs> yeah, that's the legacy. <laughs> <laughs> that is my gift oh. to
2: you. <laughs> As well, they grow up, you can inform wow. them that, that we got that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't go it. Right. Come on, guys. Dude. Can we have it again? Come on, one more time. <sighs> I'm to have it again.
0: I would like to know in the past fortnight what have you been watching? <laughs> <laughs> feel feel free to add a cha 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 at the end. Cha cha cha. Wowzers,
2: Alex, what have you been watching? Have you watched um, anything?
1: Yes, I've watched the entirety of the TV show Sex Education. Oh, the entirety of it. Is that in in preparation of Doctor Who? Huh? Well, yeah, it's the guy. It's the new guy who's gonna be yeah. Doctor Who. His inception. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah is. it's really, really good, and I would it recommend good. it for anyone it's who very hasn't good. seen it. But surprisingly, so like, it doesn't look good when you watch the trailer, but when you watch the TV shows, like, they really got it wrong when they made the trailer for the show.
2: I wonder yeah. at what age Asa Butterfield can stop playing a child. <laughs> well, I don't know what age he is. He must be about forty now. <laughs> yeah, <I don't>
1: know. <laughs> He can't be that old. I reckon he must be like 28, something like that. But they are playing six formats as well, so he's he's playing 10 years younger than himself.
2: I went to see a film every... Oh God, how do you buddy say it?
1: Everything,
2: everywhere, all of the time? I think that's it. All at once. All at once, that was it. Yeah. Um.
0: I'll never remember the name of it, but it was absolutely Jack, Jack, Jack. amazing film. <laughs> it sounds interesting. I've, I've not seen it. I've not had a chance to go out to the yeah, cinema. It's incredibly, it's incredibly good. I hear it's the film that Doctor Strange should have been. Yeah, it's, so, it's again, so I, I wonder either. if
2: they've t- actually timed having two multiverse films at the same time. And I have not seen Doctor Strange, but apparently
1: that is not the best. And this is. This is not a Marvel film. No. no but it involves the Marvel multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> no, just a multiverse. <laughs> just a multiverse. A multiverse,
2: in, a multiverse in which one of the worlds is where people have hot dogs for fingers. Hot dogs for fingers? Yep.
0: What happens when you eat your hot dog things? Oh, well,
2: as they, 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 they explain some of the things that happen, especially when you get excited. Oh. Isn't
0: that a sketch from, like, the Peter Serafinovich show? <laughs> it sounds
2: like <laughs> They've been like found out. Be, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've not watched many films since we last recorded. <laughs> In life. Have you seen the multiverse of moodness? Well, no, because I went to Italy, <gasps> then I got COVID, so I've not had a chance to go to the cinema. Or so is it COVID if it's from Italy? <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> or is it Cavido? I, I don't know. I don't know yeah. So, the films I've watched are the Jackass films because I felt sorry for myself. And mm-hmm. whilst I was in Italy, because it was the only English channel, I ended up watching Monster in Law. Oh, God. Jailer. Not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but still pretty bad. Well, it is the, pinna-
2: it is the pinnacle of her filmography. I don't think that's true. Surely, Hustlers. Hustlers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. she was in one decent film. <laughs> what about Made in Manhattan? Move on. Or o- Jiggly? Oh, that video with LL called you That was that's, that was cinema-worthy. <laughs> which one?
1: <laughs> um,
2: you've been needing me, but too bad. <laughs> <That
1: one. laughs> yeah, yeah. Proud is what you had, baby girl, I'm what you That <laughs> um,
0: That's one? the one. Nice. Okay, so uh, yeah, welcome back to our Disney animated marathon. This one is all about the songs of Peter Pan, and there is a lot of them, so let's just get into this. Go, go, go. So to find out what was happening in the world when Peter Pan came out, Time for some
2: history.
0: I'm taking you back to 1953. So it's a month for pub quiz hosts of the future, as James Watson and Francis Crick announced the discovery of the double helix structure in a DNA module nice. or something, <laughs> something sciency. <laughs> Thank God we've got other people to uh, to make these things understandable, not us. On the news article I read, it was announced the discovery of, but it was like they already knew it was there. They just announced that they'd now found it. <laughs> well, we've known for years, guys. <laughs> I'm not sure if it counts as February 1953, but I'm taking no. it because it was a barren month for news. <laughs> it looks too cool to be real. Like,
2: DNA looks like it's it's a artistic interpretation, like one of those BBC things, like the guy with the bear. You know, the cutout of the bear when he's going past the uh, the house. Or Like the pencil
0: <laughs> that writes on its own. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll move on. Uh, the British government announces the end of World War II sweets rationing, or candy for our American listeners. Um, <laughs> so apparently, after it was uh, the ban was removed, there was £100 million spent on sweets in the remainder of 1953. Wow. Is this which one? I thought, that's me a lot of money when you adjust it for inflation. And it is. It's £2 billion. On sweets. Just on sweets. I didn't even realise that amount of money existed in 1953. That's what Austin Powers would like. And all money.
2: they had back then was fruit salads and blackjacks as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which
0: yeah. are barely sweets
2: oh god i hate them both
0: what i then did obviously was i looked at the current day stats for how much the spend there is in the uk per year oh god and it's depressingly 21 billion Oh <laughs> but it's a larger population so i've done that maths as well so if you adjust for that and the fact that january is not included it's 14 billion now does that make you feel better about yourself god, it really oh, has it been even? a long couple of weeks <laughs> yeah, i it? Yeah, that's it. Dee's doing maths. He's
1: not, not, a lot of,
2: not a lot of information on these seven songs, is the
1: Dee? Not at all. Did you find out what the sweet, like what was the the top selling suite of 1953?
0: Was it flying saucers? Uh, was it pear drops? They had my top five. <laughs> <laughs> what we talking about? Uh, sh- sure. Let me just Google it. Uh, it says, it says drumsticks. Drumsticks. <laughs> oh no. Surely not. Probably that. It'll be like a a Billy Bob chocolate or something like that. Yeah, some kind of lick My next piece of news is the release of the movie Peter Pan, because nothing else happened in February 1953. Peter Pan is the 14th animated movie released on the big screen by Disney and is an adaptation of the novel Peter and Wendy, which itself was an adaptation of the stage play Peter Pan, semicolon, or The Boy Who Couldn't Grow Up which itself was a sequel to the novel within a novel, Adventures in Kensington Gardens, which was inside the novel, The Little White Bird. Mm -hmm. You all follow that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The multiverse.
2: (laughs) My my nose is
0: bleeding. Yeah, so it's a very convoluted uh, way to get to there. But uh, yeah, the movie was released in 1953 to critical acclaim, but let's say it hasn't aged too well. But what are your thoughts on this film? Maybe best to split this into two when you were younger and maybe a more contemporary view of it now.
2: When I think of Peter Pan I think of the film Hook now, which is a far superior <laughs> representation of this story being done on the big screen and is a film I love. Not Pan. Not not Pan wait, is Pan the more recent one when it had that weird. Is that the Huge Jackman and yeah. the Singing Navan? Yeah, no, that was shocking. The two thousand and three one is quite good. That one is quite good. But yes, I did like this as a kid because of the really old ones, I think there was quite a lot more action in it than like, you know, Cinderella, Snow White, Bambi. Films like that. Um, so if I was yeah, okay. going to watch one of the sort of... What's this What's this called? Is this the golden are we in the silver era of Disney?
0: Um, I think it was the Zinger era. Zinger.
2: Zinger. <laughs> I, this was one of my favourites. I hadn't watched it. And I watched it again about a week ago.
0: Like I say, I'll go
2: to... If I want to watch this story, I'll watch In Hook. I don't think it's done that well. Some, and we'll go on to some of the songs. I think the song's quite good. But I don't know. It's just a bit... It's a bit naff. Uh, there's obviously some questionable things, which, yes. I mean, also, is it of the time? Uh, you know, I think that's the thing. We seem to be, you could probably criticise most a lot of the Disney films from this era for similar things. But um, I won't probably go back to it ever again.
1: I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Alex? <laughs> I mean, I also really enjoy the film Hook. <laughs> it's such a good film. And what's your opinion of the film Pan? <laughs> <laughs> the film Pan? I've never seen the film Pan, actually. I remember the 2003 Peter Pan being Okay. Yeah, it's a weird one. I, I don't think I've actually watched this since I was a child, to be honest. I think most of um, what I uh, can recall of this film was uh, the videos and songs that I watched in the last couple of days. I don't remember it being a huge favourite. I think more than anything what I remember is actually just... The visual look of the characters Like I can really remember what Peter Pan looks like And what Tinkerbell looks like and what Captain Hook looks like But the actual children Like Wendy and the the two boys When I watched it it was like oh yeah That's what they look like because I'd completely forgotten Like how they even Appeared in in the film It's not one that's really stuck with me And the songs as well which we will obviously go into don't really remember this one. Alex really just wants to speed up to the nineties. I do because that's that's the true, that's the diamond, <laughs> that's age. the banger, that's the banger era. I mean, I've been, watch, been watching Tarzan recently. We're talking about songs in a Disney film.
2: <laughs> you, you're eager. We'll
1: get there. We've already spoken about Phil Collins once uh, today, so let's not let's not labour the point. Yeah. So, don't have any really huge fond memories of this film. Watching clips of it recently feels a bit dodge. I know obviously it's a classic story <laughs> in children's literature from this country, but, and, and I'm not actually that um, well-versed on the, the original story, but I don't know how much it goes into the whole Native American thing <laughs> situation, but the film, the cartoon really seems to, uh, to linger on that too much.
2: I, I think with uh, when I was a kid, it was a good gateway
1: drug to imagination.
2: Because it had the reality part of it, and Imagine it had the sort of the fantastical Neverland, and it also told you how you got there. It was that middle part, and I think that was quite interesting
1: to young Ben. But does Neverland seem that exciting? Those pirates.
2: Um, I think the the immortality the immortality element of it was quite inspiring.
1: You could remain a child forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... But is that a good thing? I don't know. Philip Pullman would say otherwise. So I don't know.
2: Um. Yes, yeah, true. But they they don't seem to be doing a lot of childish things. They are in constant war <laughs> and smoking. <laughs> just saying, just recruiting children to fight on your pirate ship
0: um, <laughs> or chopping off people's yeah. hands and feeding it to crocodiles. I don't have any positive memories of this movie from when I was a child. I don't recall not liking it, but I don't recall liking it. Yeah, same. That's and all. I have, and I don't know if these are false memories. I I have memories of not only finding it boring, but also a bit claustrophobic and a bit cramped like it would make me feel uncomfortable but that doesn't quite marry up with the idea of me finding it boring
2: yeah yeah
0: so so yeah i guess it would make me feel uncomfortable in a way i couldn't comprehend and as an adult uh, (laughs) i I find it boring and uncomfortable but i feel like i can pretty much nail on a lot of the reasons why (laughs) very much in a way you can comprehend yeah
2: also, Peter Pan is a bit of a knob.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I think as a yeah. kid,
2: it's like it seems like just sort of like just pure heroism. Like he has no fear. He's incredibly headstrong. Whereas mm. you get older, it's like no, he's a uh, narcissistic, self-inflated uh, ego. He doesn't yeah. think. He puts everyone at risk. He's kind of blinded mm-hmm. by his own semi-immortality. Yeah, he's very
1: much like a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <Yep>. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it's quite accurate in that. In that he's book.
2: trying to bring a three-year-old into a battlefield.
1: Less <laughs> his kids grow up. So he's saying is he's much better when he's Robin Williams.
2: Uh, well, yeah. As yeah. an adult man. Uh, well, yes. Just focusing on business. But to be fair, those kids were being raised by a dog. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's points where the dog's pouring medicine into the spoons, so I think <laughs> something's going wrong there. <laughs>
1: yeah, this was to get much worse. Right? And
0: they were living in London, so... Yeah, so I think that, looking at it now, I, felt, I find the movie just a bit icky.
2: But I think you could do more with it. You could do more with this story. Mainly the the. I mean, we'll go on to actually one of the songs. The side of that they have these kids with no mothers of you know the very sort of Lord of the Flies side of things. You could do more with that and make this interesting. But everyone just thinks, "What was Peter like before we got there? Oh, what was that? What was he like afterwards?" It's like it's just lazy. <laughs> what was, <you> know, <laughs> we've got during. We've got before. We've got after. Next will be the Peter multiverse.
0: No, it's, it's interesting you bring up about this the stories around it because and I'll go into the production of this now. So Walt Disney was up to his usual tricks. <laughs> um, so to give you an idea of like uh, how long they were working Being on
1: this film. <laughs> <laughs> move on,
0: move on. Don't sue us. Walt Disney announced he was working on Peter Pan in 1935, which is two years before Snow White. He originally planned for Peter Pan to be the the follow up to Snow White. The screenplay was written okay. and okay. rewritten and rewritten, and rewritten, and rewritten countless, countless times. The start of the movie we have now, in the London house where Peter Pan comes and gets his shadow, oh,
2: yeah. that
0: was originally the the midpoint of the movie, and originally it had the story of how did Peter Pan get to Neverland, why is he in Neverland, how did he get to London, and that was all completely thrown away with all these rewrites. Many years later, because it's 1953 when this movie comes out, and they're working on it in 1935. There's a whole war in between. Oh, yeah. It got to the point where Walt Disney would get the writers to to stop them from doing any further rewrites to the story. Once the writers had finished the script, he would take it to the animators and have them animate it so the writers didn't have a chance to change the <laughs> script again. Give me your pen! Like literally taking the page off of them, walking down the hall, handing it to the animators and having it fully animated by the end of the day sort of thing. So they couldn't change it. Which obviously is a great creative process, because when they got mm. to the uh, two and a half hour version of the film, Walt Disney decided that it was so bad that they should scrap the entire thing and work on Cinderella instead. <laughs> yep. yep, They do seem to go back to this one more,
2: though. Clearly, there's something in, in the original material. I think the Hugh Jackman one goes into the backstory, who he was more, but, but I, don't, I don't care. Could have guessed. It
1: well, would be more interesting if
2: he it... was an alien or something.
1: I think I think it's actually that he he run the baby runs away from his parents and he comes back and his parents have got a new child it's kind of like the uh, film AI, <laughs> except in that situation, then the AI is uh, discarded. No one, I cannot, I cannot, every time someone mentions that
2: film to me, even though it's a good film, there's one scene where you have to watch, where, whatever his name is, Haley Jawsman, eats mashed potatoes, and he just, he breaks, <laughs> just after this, go watch it, or if you, if you listen to listen the to podcast, just pause it, go to YouTube, it's like 30 seconds long, you'll have a laugh.
0: It is a mad film. So, as I said before, it got a decent critical reception at the time, uh, except for one news outlet. <gasps> Any guesses? Mm-hmm. New York Times. That was the New York Times. <laughs> they were unhappy they didn't stick to the original mm-hmm. play, which I think is ironic, given that the original play was not original. It was based on a book, which was based on a novel and a book, which was based on a novel. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> then eventually it'll go back to like, it's one of those things where you
2: eventually get back to Shakespeare and then... Uh,
0: yeah, this up. is a, a retelling of Hamlet. And he probably stole it from some guy down the street. Yeah, but basically, other than the New York Times, it was really well received. Interestingly, what I thought was going to happen is when I looked at the contemporary reviews, that it was going to be slayed, but that didn't really seem to be the case. It, most people's nostalgia for this film seemed to win out, and it would get like a three and a half out of five, marked down from a four and four and a half out of five. I expected it to be. Yeah, we can't get past the uh, the sexism, the racism that's uh, rampant in this movie.
2: I, yeah, I think a lot of people that write re-reviews, I don't think they actually watch the film. Probably <laughs> not. They haven't got time for that.
0: No, they're just probably reassessing their own
1: memories. <laughs> of what they yeah, think yeah, of. But
2: yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can't say much.
1: Yeah, I mean, that is what
0: I'm doing right now. <laughs> so... But at least you're aware of that. <laughs> and you actually watch some YouTube videos. Uh, which I Yeah, which is probably a um, word maybe. question. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Right, so there's seven songs in this movie of varying quality and varying degrees of validity of being covered by a movie music podcast. Because there are so many, and I'm pitching this live on the podcast, instead of having a best song segment, should we just declare our favourite song when we get to it? Sure. Gotta make space for that top five. Alex
2: having to decide now.
0: I am actually having to look at which one did I actually enjoy. So we'll go straight into them and talk problems with the movie and the uh, everything else like that as we get to them. So the first song we're covering is the second star to the right, which is performed by the Judd Conlan Chorus and the Mellow Men. Two different bands performing together, <laughs> together at last, Michael <laughs> Bolton and Alvie Boesque. Indeed. This second star to the right is your classic animated Disney opening with a choir singing over the top of credits, settling you into the animated movie you're about to see. Uh, there's not much trivia to this song, but there is something that long-term listeners and uh, you two as long-term contributors to the podcast should know, which is what? Ah. Come on.
2: Yeah, Alex, you've got to know Alex, this Alex
0: so, 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 there's one piece of trivia to this song one piece of interesting information about this song and we've already on a previous episode covered this. Uh,
2: it it's the same it's the, is it the same it was taken from a different film yes that was the one yeah, it was taken from Alice in Wonderland or something
0: yes it's from, from Alice in Wonderland.
2: Wonderland yeah the Mellow Men wrote songs for Alice in Wonderland as
0: well, or performed songs for Alice in Wonderland it's a re- redo of the song "Beyond the Laughing Sky" the from *Alice in Wonderland*. Right, I
1: was going to say because the lyrics are specifically referencing something from Peter Pan only, so I was yep. like, "Have the exact, the exact same song,
0: but right, but yeah, it's like the melody exactly. and things like that." The song was cut from *Alice in Wonderland*, and they basically just redid the lyrics for this and plonked it in the film. Hmm. And yep. I guess go listen to our *Alice in Wonderland* episode if you haven't already, though this probably spoils that bit. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, personally, this stage of doing these Disney films, I'm kind of over these intros. <gasps> you wrote, "You're over title cards." Yeah, for these oh, Disney we've films, killed, we've we've killed him. They're all the same. The Alice in Wonderland version of this song, in my opinion, is better. So there's not really much for me to actually take from this. Uh, what about you guys?
1: Yeah, I just to me, it feels a bit like it's it's kind of like like the rest of the the rest of them. It's like a they're all trying to emulate. Somewhere over the rainbow and not quite hitting it And it's like it feels (laughs) like it's the same Kind of especially in this one Because the story has similarities In that you know the title character Or uh, you know group of people character End up going to a magical far off land So it's kind of the same mentality But I just think it's like They're just trying to get there and not quite And also this this also feels like a worse version Of the song from the beginning Of Pinocchio the um, When you wish upon a star song the The Disney song And it's like, it doesn't hit either of those two. So it just becomes background music while you're just waiting for the film to actually begin. It doesn't (laughs) add anything. Because they all sound the same, don't they? They don't feel, like, unique to the film anymore. So, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of it, to be honest.
0: I I couldn't right now tell you what the other one sounded like other than saying it sounded like this. Yeah. I can't remember them well enough. No,
2: Hmm. yeah, I think they're always nice when you listen to them, um, but they're not memorable because they diffuse so easily into, uh, like, the big... Uh, soup of this choir group. It also has that, like I guess there, it must be the recording style of the time. It's got like that crackle to it. It kind of it's nothing t- stands out from it. Yeah, it's very tinny. Yeah, yeah. Does. Parts of it st- do stick in my mind. Just as Alex has probably been singing "Starman" by Sam Ryder <laughs> all day, I have been singing just those kind of lines. The second star to the right shines in the night for you. I do find that I don't know. There's something about it, just how it it kind of trails off. I do find it quite. I don't know. It's, maybe it's like a romantic, mystifying sort of element of it. The the second verse when there's like twinkle, twinkle, little star, I'm like, w- where's this going? I just kind of I feel that's way. you see? It just sounds absolutely terrible. But the opening of it and it, like the um the repeat of it at the end, I do quite like it. It just drifts off and I have no idea what they're saying and I don't care afterwards.
0: Yeah, and I, I think obviously we'll cover this in a future episode. I think these are becoming a dying part of the uh disney animated movie experience I, I don't think there's many more after this no good i can't i can't 100 percent remember what, what is next is it like sword on the stone or Sleep lady and the, the yeah, tramp is it lady and the tramp oh maybe that one does have one we're definitely getting to the point where they'll, they will go soon
2: i know the mellow i know the mellow men performed a song for lady and the tramp which is my only thinking of maybe they did the opening credit maybe they recorded them all at the same time <laughs> yeah just in <did> a patch like <laughs> <Right>,
1: 1935
2: <laughs> Waltz like the next 20 years these are the films
0: go <laughs> next up is you can fly with an exclamation point which is again performed by the judd conlon chorus and the mellow men <laughs> the mellow men again Um the song is split into two with the first half being the children being convinced that they can fly without much relation to the b tempo whatever and then failing and the second half, in which the choir proclaimed about the children being able to fly with instructions on how to fly, which is probably not safe for people to try at home. Probably. <laughs> what, what do you guys think of this song? And have you attempted to follow the instructions in the song on how to fly? No, because I am, uh, I am well in my
1: head. And also doesn't have access to a fairy dust. No, I
0: thought you were going to say Christmas.
1: <laughs> um, I, I, it doesn't have access to Christmas. I
2: think there's a, there's a there's a there's a guy in the a few streets over that sells fairy dust on the street corner. But I think that's something different. Oh, it's, yeah, it's spice.
0: <laughs> it's, 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 it's a very it's opposite spice. effect. It's <laughs> a spice girl CD, guys. Spice girl CD. So it means.
1: Um,
2: so yeah, are, are we now a PG podcast? Cover <laughs> <laughs> your ears, children. Um, what are we on about? <laughs> You can I was fly. Too busy t- I was too busy looking out for the uh, spice. The spice dealer. Yeah, I have not followed these instructions, but just you saying that reminded me of that story that I don't know if it was true about some girl thinking she was a Pokemon and jumping off the balcony as a child. Uh, I don't know. It felt like it was one of those terrible stories. that if you follow these instructions, it's not the film's fault. Peter Pan's got other things going wrong for it. it. Doesn't have to add this one to its list. Daily Mirror headline. <laughs>
0: Um, Podcaster does spice and advises <laughs> children to jump off balconies. I mean, yeah. I did. I did read
1: that. Uh, I think that that was like one of the main major criticisms of the original play was that children were in like the early nineteen hundreds were attempting to jump off their beds. Attempting
2: to jump on the beds. Well, to be fair though, in the um the first ever film or one of the first ever films, I, I forget. I don't want to butcher it in French, but it's basically a train, train arriving yeah. at a uh, train station, and it's like twenty seconds long. Uh, and it's just coming towards the camera, and people would run out of the cinema <laughs> because they felt it was going to hit them. <laughs> Clearly,
0: people are stupid. Exactly. It was called the Train Crash, <laughs> if you're wondering.
1: <laughs> yes. It was called Le Thomas and Friends, and it was narrated by Ringo Starr. <laughs> the Ringo Starr. <laughs> Le, ring. Le Ringo Starr.
2: I, I don't like this song. I don't like this song.
1: You don't like this song?
2: I, I like the musical refrains. I like the um the tune and the jingle of it. Uh, the lyrics I think are a bit just meh. I would never remember them other than the repeating You Can Fly in that monotone voice.
1: Yeah, I mean I wasn't a huge fan of the song either. And actually I didn't I didn't wholly agree with the sentiment that it was trying to put across that if you are you know, you open yourself to happiness, you can be happy. And your dreams will automatically come true. It was like it was a bit. I just thought it was a bit sickly sweet and a bit like simplistic in its sentiment. If you um, think of
2: the generation of your relatives, that's probably how they view most most uh, mental health difficulties.
0: <laughs> just, yeah, well, just yeah. be happy. Yeah. Well, this is it, though, and it was just like well, anything your heart's desire will come to yeah, you. Yeah, I
1: suppose there wasn't such a thing as mental health in uh, 1953. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one thing I did enjoy was like the uh, the really like the shot of Westminster at the end, like the dark, glooming, cold, uncaring figure of power. It was um, it was quite apt, I thought. Still, still made sense in the modern day
0: view. <laughs> it was bleak. I review declaring this as your best song um oh hang on oh oh, i didn't even nass up for the first one i review picking second stars to the right as your best song uh Uh, no no i review picking you can fly no
1: it can fly right to near the bottom of my list
2: (laughs) did you write that one down alex
1: (laughs) no ben i'm just that witty
0: third song of Peter Pan is the song A Pirate's Life, open brackets, is a wonderful life, close brackets, because I respect the brackets. It's a song in the style of a sea shanty. So for any uh, Gen Z listeners out there, a sea shanty is a song you sing on TikTok with fellow talkers, mm-hmm. but on a ship. Uh, Obviously, I don't use TikToks. So I don't know what people on TikTok are called. Are they talkers? Um, are they tickers? Are they TikTokers? Surely it can't be TikTokers like you. You're not a Twitterer. <laughs> you're a tweeter. Wh- why are you a tweeter? Yeah, you're a. But they're, 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 they do tweeters do tweets? But tickers but or talkers do TikToks. Do, 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 do tickers talk? Hmm. Or do talkers? Tickers. Exactly.
2: <laughs> My nose is bleeding again.
0: It's a brand new world. Yeah. I think but of this song as like the precursor to the far superior uh, "Yoho a Pirate's Life for Me" from the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. It sounds like the first draft. Of a better song. Uh, what do you think of this song, anyway? Before I go down a rabbit hole of songs that sound similar, <laughs> um, I think it's probably so far
1: it's the standout song because it only lasts a few, you know, less than thirty seconds ish. <laughs> yeah, it um, needs but... things to be snappy. <laughs> got Alex on TikTok. I think yeah, maybe maybe I should look into it. I think um what what I didn't really like about the song was that they didn't offer up many reasons why I would want to be a pirate. and then that did come later in the um, the the Captain Hook song, which is kind of yeah. a, the same song but extended slightly. But in in this one, the only the only re- benefit it seems to being a pirate is that my bones will will find their way to Davy Jones, and maybe that's a good thing. They seem to say it was a good thing, but that, I don't know why it is. <laughs> Does it, do i get some sort of eternal afterlife all, all the
0: depictions of david jones that you know have usually not been very good yeah for you.
1: well that's it like, and as well like if i'm a child in netherland then i will is do i live forever i'm, all, I'm eternally a child so is it better to be eternally a child or have my bone become a pirate and have my bones kind of drop down into the sea to david jones I think I'm choosing the eternal childhood. Or am I? I don't know. Depends how, how dark I'm feeling on those day on the day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it didn't really sell me on being Just a be pirate. Just be happy, Alex. Just be happy, yeah. yeah. Sprinkle don't. a bit of fairy with a bit of spice. <laughs> Sprinkle a bit. I'll,
2: go, I'll go contact there. yeah. My uh, spice man. <laughs> the spice man. <laughs> Is that what Sam Ryder's singing about?
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 he probably would have won if it was. That's what you needed to get to the top. He's up in space
0: because he's taken too much spice.
1: <laughs> spice Man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is this even really a song?
0: <laughs> it's a fair question. It is a fair question. That's where I jump
2: in. That's where I jump well, in. No, it's a
1: shanty. It's a shanty. Uh,
2: yeah, but it, well, it's, even, it's a very basic shanty. Um, I think there's is there an extended version I like that? that's on the ride, because I feel like they play this on the ride at Disneyland.
0: D, since you go every um, six months, can you please tell us? I'm pretty sure it does appear on the ride. I don't know if it's an extended version.
2: No, I mean, it's like, yeah, it doesn't even register in my mind as a song. Um, clearly, it's short enough for Alex, but yeah, it's uh, it's not good enough for me.
1: <laughs> I mean, I said it was the best song so far.
2: <laughs> How bad is that? How bad is that as a marker? Your uh, your, your limbo stick is on the
0: floor. They haven't been picked up yet. Limbo stick on the floor would be, like, ridiculously hard.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, your limbo stick is being held by Sam Ryder in, in space. <laughs> and we'll keep coming back references we're a, topical, it. we're a topical podcast even though this episode will come out in weeks
0: <laughs> it'll, it'll come out close to next year's eurovision <laughs> yeah i feel like i've got the answer to this but are, are you declaring this as your best song of peter pan no nah.
1: what's gonna happen here is i'm gonna run out of the so i'm gonna end up picking the last <laughs>
0: one
2: <laughs> i like the line give me a career as a buccaneer i like that well done, uh, whoever wrote this
1: song. Yeah, but they don't give a reason why. <laughs> that's, the, that's the fundamental flaw in the song. It's like, okay, I get it. Yeah, Buccaneer career, that rhymes. That's, that's if good, you're
2: an but... adult in Neverland, it doesn't look like there's many career opportunities. <laughs> if you are, yeah. If you're not a mermaid, if you yeah. do not belong to this native Indian group, or you are a pirate or a child, that seems to be all that exists in Neverland.
1: Yeah. Not really much of a magical place when you put it that way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Cool. Okay, so here we go. Following the Leader is a marching song similar to Hi-Ho in Snow White, Mm -hmm. and is about the Lost Boys on their way to fight a Native American tribe. Uh, So musically, this is our first mention of the racist term Injun, which for those who don't know is a derogative term. Based on the idea that when a Native American spoke broken English, the word "Indian" would be mispronounced as "Injun." Okay, hilarious. Oh. I think it's it's said
2: constantly throughout the film. After watching it the other week, yeah. it's like it is just constantly that the little
0: kid. I don't know what his name is. He's, he basically wants to be an Injun. He does. Uh, now, Ben, as we know, is a fan of Disney sing along CDs. yes, oh, yes, literally that is what I'm about to mention. So you may already know this, but the line we off to fight the engines was replaced on most versions in the 90s. So 90s I, I assumed it was because I just never remember singing it. What is the line? So the line it's replaced with is we won't be home till morning. Oh,
2: so I was singing that as a different like, line. I thought I was having a stroke when I was looking at the lyrics earlier. <laughs> I was like, well, how have I made up this full line of this childhood song?
0: Yep. So if you were hearing that version, Ben, sorry, it was not, not the original.
2: Uh, don't Do not be sorry. I'm glad that at least, even in the '90s, they had some sort of air of decorum.
0: Yeah, it's actually, it's actually quite forward-thinking, I suppose. But I guess with that bit out of the way, uh, with more racist fun to come in the next song, what do you guys think of following the leader? I mean, it is catchy.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, they haven't overdubbed Alaric lyric on the uh, YouTube version. It's still no, it haven't. still mentions the uh, the I word, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it. Um, I don't. I really don't have anything to say about this. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Alex hates Pipa.
0: Well, I'm starting to think of Pipa too.
1: <laughs> I just
2: Alex loves Phil Collins, and that's it.
0: <laughs> what if I told you the song was written by Phil Collins? Well, yeah, uh, it probably was. It could have even been. No,
1: maybe yeah, he was yeah. only just born around this time. Yeah, he might not have even. He was still in life. his genesis. <laughs> still, oh God.
2: <laughs> Did that work? As I said it I was squinting at the screen. Yeah, it worked. It worked it. Worked. Okay, i good. Good. Well, allow it.
1: So Alex clearly despises this song. Well, just nothing that like like all of the songs are nothing. I yet.
2: I like the I I like it simply because of that sing along.
1: Those sing along
2: VHSs were pride and place. There was, we had three. There was one that was, they went to like a camp. That was terrible. Shocking. There was a circus one, which was brilliant. Fantastic. Uh, That had no Disney songs on it. It had like modern songs like that. I say modern songs, uh, like upside down and things like that. And then there was one where they were actually in Disneyland and Goofy. And I think it was Winnie the Pooh leading this march because then it goes into a, into a montage with a Winnie the Pooh song. Oh my God. It was amazing. So uh, I have fond memories of this song. It's a terrible song,
0: but memories are good. But it's still not the best song so far. Okay. And Alex, not the best song for you, I'm assuming.
1: No, I actually think the Pirates Life is better.
2: <laughs> Alex likes. So Alex likes the song. That's not a song. <laughs>
0: okay, it's not my best song. Winner, winner's a strong term, okay. I suppose.
2: I'm, 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 I'm hoping that we have the same one and not the next one.
0: Yeah. So yeah, oh boy. this Wipe the sweat treat- off your
2: brow, D? don't worry.
0: Yeah, I actually did. <laughs>
2: you said that.
0: I know how much you sweat. Boy. Next up is the, quote, controversial, and by controversial I mean outright offensive, What Made the Red Man Red. The song attempts to answer the questions of the children regarding why the Native Americans' tribe look different, and in the process throws out various slurs, reduces the race of people to just speaking <laughs> gibberish, I'm frozen some casual sexism for good measure because if you're in for a penny, why not go in for a pound?
2: What's the casual? What's the casual sexism? I'm not. I don't know if I'm aware of that. But um, about remember. like the yeah. like the
0: mother-in-law and sending Wendy off to uh, go collect right, stuff okay, because yeah, she has yeah, to yeah, work working. Yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: got it. I'll toss this live grenade to you two to uh, unpick. Off you go. Go Good event. Enjoy. <laughs> good at unpicking grenades. <laughs> Repicking? Do you repick a grenade? Uh, you oh. just you pick it up and throw it back. So Alex, catch. <laughs> Boom.
2: Um, What do you say about this? One thing I I find interesting in the classic sort of deflecting of Disney, uh, which they're very good at. On the Disney wiki, when I was looking at the lyrics for this song, they acknowledge that, yes, you know, in the 50s, we released a film when it had this song on, and we weren't that aware of the terrible connotations we were bringing to the Native Americans and all these kind of stereotypes we're doing. And then there's like three paragraphs on. But... And then all these sort of defense of like, you know, but it was, you know, it was at the time and we've made these changes since and um, we've tried to do these edits in the films and it's like, you just, just accept that you did it wrong and that, and that's it and it was bad and I, I'm much more accepting of films that just do that. For me, you don't have to change the film Just say, that was wrong, <laughs> that was wrong and that's it. Yep. It's a poor song. At the best of times, there's not anything to enjoy. It's not like the discussion we've had about R. Kelly in the past was like, oh, it's annoying that it's a good song and it's connotations of all this awful human being now. No, it's just a bad song, bad connotations. There's nothing to enjoy about it. Um, that's it.
0: Just hang your head in shame and try and do better, even though you're not very good at that. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's not good, is it? One of the lead animators said that if they had the time again, they wouldn't do it. There was there was a quote that I kept seeing everywhere, which kept being attributed to different people. So I'm just going to say it without attributing to anybody that the depictions were fine because Disney wasn't saying that this is what Native Americans are like. They're saying this is how Native Americans were depicted at the time. So that's why the children's anim- imagination yeah, yeah. had them depicted this way. That was what I was trying to remember. It's not a defense and it's bullshit. Yeah, that's the thing is saying like, oh no, this is a children's imagination. It's not It's
2: not
1: what we think as, as animators, even though we've done it. Even though we've made this, I think with that, like I think that that explains the situation in the book, the original book, because I know, obviously, these characters were in the original story, and I can see you know, a Scottish author in Edwardian Britain. Not having much of an actual idea about the Native Americans and, it, and it getting all of that information from probably children's books and probably this is the kind of thing that an Edwardian child might mm-hmm. yep. think an, uh, an Indian in bird commas would look like. Yep. But this is this is 1953. This is like 45 years later. Like and yep. made by an American company. So I feel like it's not. They can't justify it yep. in that sense. The way that because what they've tried to use is the same excuse, and it it doesn't apply, 1953, the same way it implied in 1910 Scotland. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think it's justifiable. I think they could have had the Native American characters, but I think they don't depict them in the way that they've done it, and and use like, cause that kind of excuse the lyrics of the song? Can it? Because the song is no. not in the original exactly. story; they've made the song up completely fresh.
2: No, other than the other than the chief and tiger, they they animate the others almost like in the same way that they do animals, just without like, the caricatured a- actions. It's not the same.
0: Yep, they seem almost inhuman, don't they?
2: Yeah, just how like the kind of bouncing. It always. I'm trying to think. It almost almost reminds me of like the how the
0: the cutlery moves in Beauty and the
2: Beast. Like this kind of like this bounce and plumpness. Almost like their their form shifts as they kind of uh, almost like they're a bowl of water. Like it mm-hmm. just feels this very unusual movement about it. Um, and I like this thing written text. Like you said, there was probably sort of stereotypes that I might not have even been aware of in Edwardian Scotland, but the. Animation often leads to caricatures, and that you know, there's problems with like the the crows, you know, in in Dumbo. Animation makes things a lot worse. <laughs> you have to be very, very careful, and they're not—they weren't at the time. It was shorthand.
0: Yeah, it's it's almost worse than the crows because they're almost like a caricature of something. But this is actively making fun of of a group of people. Yeah, I
1: think.
2: Yeah, I guess because the crows are coming from a position of almost a, of a, a level of awareness. Uh, I think, in the in the Crows. Uh, and in the background, you know, they, it was like they were all given to black actors and black singers, and it got a lot of yeah. breaks. Whereas I, I don't think there was probably anything like that in this scene. And that's the thing we've talked about in other episodes, like when we talked about Mulan, and a lot of Disney have done a lot of progression in trying to be more culturally aware, but at the same time, they cut things out for Chinese markets, so screw them.
0: True. Yeah, so talking of putting things out, so this scene is generally removed from broadcasted versions of Peter Pan. It's still on Disney Plus, but you can only watch it on Disney Plus if you're viewing it via an adult's account. If you're if you're using one of the Disney Plus children's account, you can't access this original Peter Pan at all. Wow,
2: I did not know that. No, even a cut version, it's just not there. Does <laughs> a
0: warning come up? Because
2: I know some of the films come up with the warning. I think it seems does, like it's
0: yeah, like... it says something about it being depictions that were, that were prevalent at the time. I stuck it on on Disney Plus, and I kind of went. I think I went somewhere before it started. You probably knew there was a a three-minute choir sequence about to start so you had time well yeah yeah
2: yeah
0: yeah so in the more recent stage plays this song is replaced by a more sympathetically written replacement called what makes the brave man brave yeah which i had a listen to and it's pretty good it's it's not as uh ham-fisted as that title makes it sound Yeah. what
2: is it as well it's the what makes (laughs) the red man red is it that he blushed or something like the uh, like a
1: a tribe leader blushed when a when a girl kissed his cheek
2: that's it yeah. yeah
0: yeah not getting this podcast canceled this is nobody's favorite song
1: <laughs> no and as well just just aside on that there's you know the, the scene like the, the little clip of one of the uh, darling
0: children just smoking a pipe <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that was the 50s yeah i mean that that's probably the, the real reason why disney blocked it <laughs> children just smoking and it goes like a weird shade of like yellow <laughs> he's been on the
2: uh, he's been on, he's been on the spice
0: wholesome anyway we can breathe easy now cuz we're onto the sixth song of peter pan which is the lullaby from Wendy to her siblings, uh, the Lost Boys, and the crew of Captain Hook, un- unwittingly. Uh, it's called Your Mother and Mine. The song is Wendy singing about what it's like to have a loving mother, which helps the children go to sleep and wish for a better tomorrow, and moves Captain Hook's crew to tears. The song is beautifully performed by Catherine Beaumont, the voice of Wendy, who is best known as being the star of that YouTube video from the Awesome Wonderland episode. <laughs> yes <laughs> um, on, so what do you guys think of this song and Alex will you be singing this to your children to help them fall asleep yes may we have a recording of it <laughs> yes <laughs> Oh, all right, okay cool um, next episode we'll have that at the end of the episode yeah okay I'll learn it <laughs> I think this
1: is the best song it's the only one that I vaguely remember than You Can Fly and when I came to, it's it like yes, yes, this is the song that I was kind of like waiting for. Because I think obviously there's a, you know, it's just because the name of the song is very similar to the the one from Dumbo, but I think in both the films, those were the two songs. That, oh yeah, there's the scene where Wendy sings to all of the uh, the Lost Boys. I think it f- finally you get a moment in the film maybe where it captures something, <laughs> about, you know, like just yeah, anything yeah, yeah, yeah. of substance this you know gentle lullaby to these children who don't have any mothers and and what they've missed out on and it kind of gets you finally the film (laughs) as in a model as a modern viewer i don't know you know like what it would have been like in 1953 but i do think that finally you get that kind of moment within the film that
0: that gives it like say a bit of substance definitely yeah i definitely agree with that it's it's a shame that during the scene you've got peter pan being all annoyed and frumpy yeah it sort of takes away from it i know that's on purpose, and Peter Pan's a dickhead.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. I think you could, it, like Alec was saying, because of the weight of the song, I think you can take it in quite a lot of depth. I think you can interpret stuff about Peter Pan. If the film was ever going to be done in the right way, his reaction, you could take things from that as well, with the topic of of the mother and how basically there is no like female character that really exists in the film. Tiger Lily is basically a statue... Yep. There's the mermaids who just want to kill things. Um, Is that it? I think that's it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, for me, I think what this is reminiscent of is um, Oliver Twist. And I think probably this is where Jay and Barry gets this from because there's obviously the character of Nancy and Oliver Twist and the Lost Boys are kind of reminiscent of of Fagin's gang in that. So I think um, there's definitely wouldn't say plagiarism, but there's clearly like it's clearly like it's a very very similar kind of story beat. The idea of these children in kind of Victorian Dickens' case and Edwardian's yeah. case just sort of lost to the world, which a lot of children were in those days, and you know like having to do jobs and living horrific lives, being chimney sweeps and whatnot. <laughs> and yeah, they're still children. I think that's kind of like what the song gets across quite nicely.
2: Yeah. I think that's the thing. I think it's almost the the message of the, for me, the message of the song is nice. And I think it's probably the deepest moment of the film, probably the most beautiful moment of the film. But I still think the song could be better. Mm. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I think it is the best song, I agree. But I think it could be better. If you were to redo Peter Pan and do it differently, like I say, not just a different version of Peter Pan. I know it's annoyingly his name, but that's the interesting part of the, of the narrative that I don't think anyone really picks upon that you could delve into deeper it's almost this world that exists in perpetual infinity without women, without a sort of a mothering figure for a lot of these children. And I think because of how the pirates react, you know, uh, mister Mr. Schmidt's got his mother tattoo on his chest. They have that sort of almost, they miss that element of their life, whether it wasn't there for when they they were younger, or there's just that longing for that um, platonic connection that someone almost that... um, that perfect love, non-reciprocating love, and that could be worked in. Really, I know it kind of gets to this point where they're like everyone just wants to steal Wendy, <laughs> but I think he could go into that story very in a very interesting way. But no one will ever do that because we need to figure out what Peter Pan's I don't know shoe sizes and make two hours about that.
0: When all the other characters are on screen and Peter Pan's not there, they should all be saying, "Where's Peter Pan?" Yeah. I also give this my best song yeah. vote, so it's, it's a clean sweep. It, for me, it's not the most memorable,
2: but it's definitely the best, but it could be better.
1: Yeah, I, I, I completely agree that it could be a better song. <laughs> but I do think that in the context of the other songs, it stands out. And yeah. I think not just from a musical point of view, but also lyrically, it just seems to have a lot more weight than the rest of them.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right, let's have a look. Does this list ever end?
1: <laughs> uh... There's only one left, right?
0: Okay, this is the last new song in the movie Peter Pan, because I've got no notes on the reprise of You Can Fly in the end. Nobody would want that. (laughs) So the final song in the movie Peter Pan is the elegant Captain Hook, which takes the form of another sea shanty, but this time with a recruitment twist, as it's being used to entice the children to join the crew of Captain Hook's ship. It's a villain song, there's always one, and it's usually the weakest, but probably not in this case. Um, Offers include treasures by the ton, free tattoos, and simply the joy of not being forced to walk the plank. (laughs) I mean, honestly, <laughs> the free tattoos offer is pretty enticing, so uh, I'm not going to lie, I, I might have done it. Uh, so for final time this episode, what do you think of this song?
2: Have you got any pirate-themed tattoos?
0: I forget. Um, I've got, like, a rope. That's kind of pirate, You've got a rope? Right? Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, let's go for it. Um, a lobster? Yeah, that's pirate. That's pirate. That's salty. Yeah, salt yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, infinity Gauntlet? <laughs> You're push, push, pushing, 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 it, pushing it now.
2: Pushing it now. Pushing it now. Go on. It's fine. I I had not a clue. Like, when you said this, not a clue where was this from. Did not remember it at all. When I was watching the film, I thought, wait, have I missed the song? Um, Because I knew there was seven. I don't know, it passes me by. It feels like it's a jingle refrain, maybe almost a leitmotif of the previous song. And that's about it for me. I I get nothing else from this.
1: As we've mentioned several times on these episodes, I'm very much more like an 80s, 90s kind of Disney guy. And I feel like the Gaston song in Beauty and the Beast, for instance, is a perfect version of where it works really well, doing a villain song, and they do an amazing job of yeah. it. This is just nothing. It's not even a song. It's like, it's, it's it's barely worth a note. And it doesn't even really mention the kind of main... I mean, it just sort of, because I think Smee, Mr. Smee is about to men- sort of mentions the crocodile and the clock, but they don't... Crickety, crockety. Yeah, but they don't really even go into that enough. It's just sort of like... A little aside, I mean, I did appreciate that they like like you've already mentioned they expanded on a list of things that make it worthwhile becoming a pirate, and yeah, free tattoo, money in the bank, barrels of fun, not walking <laughs> the plank, they're all good, <laughs> especially that last one, money in the bank, though it insinuates there is a bank, yeah, but it doesn't maybe it's like a you know this like a sea bank or something you know like a or a Gar- sand, oh, ar- the sea bank <laughs> <The> sand
0: bank. <laughs> You know, it's like a June. It's like a June where you can store your cash. Sea bank for seamen.
1: Oh, D. But free, ta- free tattoo. But, D, like, do you have any free tattoos? Because that would make you a pirate. Mm-hmm.
0: I think I had to pay for all of them. didn't, like, throw one in. No, that's never happened, though. Though I did get my Back to the Future hoverboard. I got charged a very low amount because the guy, for some reason, like, tripled the size of it. So he only charged me for one that was, like, like a three centimeter tattoo
2: it's a pirate in my book it's a pirate in my book
0: i'll take it yep. d is an honorary pirate Yargh. yeah scurvy so that's all the songs we've done it we've got through them all oh, and we did best song wraps all up in one all that left now is to do some top fives ben top fives i don't mean plural just top one. fives multiples <laughs> top five now i've always been a big fan of hook and
2: because of that, it's Captain Hook. And the brilliant Gene Hatman played it. I think he's one of my favourite villains. But I was looking at different kind of villain lists online and I found one, which was who... who... which Disney villain would win
1: the Hunger Games? <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> Alex, can I go first? Um, who would win the Hunger Games? Ooh, I was going to say that guy. I don't know his name. The guy from... Probably because I've been watching Tarzan recently. But the guy from Tarzan, who just runs around with a double battle shotgun. Co-
2: kojak is it <laughs> yeah something
1: like that him
2: no, no. don't think he's, he was even mentioned in like any list
1: no well jafar comes to mind oh yeah because jafar's like a sorcerer isn't he uh
2: yeah jafar is number two no number three number three number three yes Ooh. he was number three on both lists
0: Um we've been hunger games does the fact that any of them are rich and can pay for like weapon drops help
2: well he's not in the top five i'll say this but a lot of the discussions of gaston would likely swing the crowd a lot and get a lot of things <laughs> i don't think money yeah. matters yeah i mean this is so hypothetical i don't think they've put a lot of thought into this we could probably do a better one
0: i mean <laughs> is, is, is it the uh the comets from dinosaur <laughs> yeah basically
1: are any of them animals <laughs> EG. Uh, not in the...
0: yeah.
1: no Cause I mean, a lion would be pretty good at the home Games. You think of scar, Yeah, I am of scar. Thinking of scar yeah. But he's a bit of a whiny lion. Number one is a bit like number three, like you, like Jafar, uh,
0: the witch from Snow White. Uh,
2: is that is that Male- is that Maleficent? Yeah, no, that's, no, Sleeping, that's Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. Oh, right, okay. Uh, Maleficent. <laughs> no, it's not. It, Maleficent.
1: It's not Maleficent. It's not Maleficent. Even Merlin or the the witch lady from The Sword and the Stone, he transforms into a dragon. <laughs> I have not in this list ex- Magwitch or whatever no Magwitch what's her name <laughs>
2: Magwitch. Magwitch I think I had one of them. I think I had one of them from McDonald's the other day <laughs>
1: I can't remember what her name is.
2: Maleficent is number one, though. Okay. Mistress of okay. all evil. Okay. Well, I don't think I don't. Agree uh, with apparently, that. she has the power of Satan on her side. So yeah, <laughs> fair that's, that's, not,
0: that's not fair, is it?
1: But since it, so does Hades from from Hercules.
0: Hades is number two. <laughs> okay, well, like,
1: that's what you need. you need the power of Satan?
0: So. Is the the big dragon? Not dragon, like sort of evil winged creature from Fantasia. No, nope, no, nope, not in there. Doesn't count doesn't
2: count. These are terrible. These oh, Cruella de Vil. No. Cruella de Vil was in one of them, but her reasoning
1: was terrible. she so just drive that car around and crash into because he
2: said the car. Yeah, you can't bring your car into the Hunger Games. What are you about? <laughs> okay, number four is someone called Dr. Facilia. you know where this is from? No. No, I don't about it. doesn't say it, and either of them, he's in both lists. Dr. Facilia, who the hell are you? Princess and the Frog. Nah, terrible film. Oh, okay. Number five, film we've reviewed on this podcast.
1: The, the, the Queen of Hearts. No, uh, the whale from from, from okay. yeah, Monstro. No,
2: no, <laughs> Monstro would not do well in the Hunger Games.
1: There's a pole in the middle;
2: he can't move through areas. I was the bat.
1: I can't even think. <laughs> it's of Shan Yu. Oh, from Mulan. I was gonna say yeah, but that's that's not you know he loses. But they all they all lose in the <laughs> end. <doesn't laughs> they
2: all lose They're own <laughs> villains. Some <laughs> people thought Ursula might have also been in the list, but uh, again, water is a problem. I'm going to write up a better version of this.
1: There's always a ravine or a canal.
2: So what put Prince hands. Who <laughs> would put? would you put
1: Prince hands in the list? He's a good backstabber. Let's we'll see. What about Tafiti from Moana? She's like a giant evil rock god.
0: I will do a better yeah. list. Or the movie producer in Bolt, or Michael Eisner, Walt Disney himself. Okay, so that brings an end to another episode of that song from that movie. Let us know which one your favourite of the songs are. Not the, not the best song, just your most favourite. Asterix, uh, <laughs> Alex, where should they let us know and vote on Twitter?
1: TSFTM Pod? Question mark?
0: Yeah, don't it. add the question mark. Um, so you can help the podcast in many ways. One of those ways is on Reddit. But Ben, what random subreddit should they share it to this week?
2: Oh, that is a good question. Uh,
0: the Gene Hackman subreddit you can help the podcast by telling all of your friends how great we are and forcibly taking their phone and subscribing. Them to the podcast. Mm. But ask list. uh, And also reviews, Patreon, and buying our merch. So, what's left now is do some goodbyes. So, it's goodbye from myself, goodbye, and goodbye from Alex. All children, except Ben, grow up. I believe he
1: only grows down. True. And goodbye from Ben. Bring me Peter Pan. Ten minutes to Wapner. <laughs> to is, it not, yeah, is it not Dustin Hoffman, Ben? You keep saying Gene Hackman. <laughs> yeah, dude. <no. laughs> I was like, Gene Hackman keep, from LA Cop, like uh, from um, The French Connection. The
2: <laughs> French Connection. When I said it, I was like, Gene Hackman. That doesn't sound
1: right. I think you said Gene Hackman, like, at least twice. I apologise, Gene. <laughs> I didn't realise Gwyneth Paltrow was played Wendy in this film. And, and Maggie Smith. Christ, I need to watch this again. Maggie Smith played Wendy? Maggie Smith plays the old Wendy. Daniel Day Lewis played the
2: dog. <laughs> he really can do anything.
0: <laughs> okay, so goodbye, everybody. See ya. Bye. Polls. Yeah, bye. Poles. Yeah.
2: I've watched a few videos about which Disney villain would win Squid Games, but I didn't know if you've both seen Squid Games. So I thought, let's go to something slightly more aware. Past Battle Royale, but we've settled on Hunger Games.
1: Cool. I mean, obviously The Condemned as well. No, we
2: don't. No, we no, don't mention The Condemned. No one mentions The Condemned other than y- you. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs>